in this episode. I just thought it would go away. I don't want anybody to find out. So I kind of became this pretty unlikable person because I, I was afraid to let anybody in. So I spent a good amount of time pushing people away. Now that's Adelina, a crossdresser from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, giving a little bit about her story. And she comes on the podcast in this first part of our three-part interview where she talks about her cross-dressing experiences, her life now, and where her life is going. I also talk a little bit about Kirsten's song choice for the Empowerment Song of the Month. I also talk about Kaylani as my Yas of the week. And finally, you'll hear Kirsten talk again about Instagram star slash YouTube star slash all the stars of the motherfucking day yay 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 yay. Motherfucking day yay 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 yay. Day yay 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 yay. In Kirsten's Corner. This is the 53rd episode of the Cross, the Yas podcast, so let's begin, shall we? Yas! Yas, 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 Cross, yes, podcast, which is Elm here, so. Yas! Yas! Yas, 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 yas. Welcome to the Cross, the Yas podcast. The podcast that says yas to everything related to cross-dressing, sexuality, and gender. I'm Giselle Mirsol, cross-dresser, nurse, sexy mamacita. I'm all these things, but more importantly, I'm the host of this wonderful and inclusive podcast, the Cross the Yas podcast. If you're new to the podcast or a returning listener, more information is available about the podcast and myself on the Cross the Yas podcast website, www.crosstheyaspodcast.com. That's spelled www.crossyaspodcast.com. You'll find all the episodes and all my social media and ways you can help to support this podcast and get bonus stuff, like through Patreon. The Patreon links are already on the Cross the Yas podcast website, and if you don't see it, well, don't fret. I got you, boo. Just go to patreon.com slash crossyas. That's spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N slash C-R-O-S-S-Y-A-A-S where you'll find how you can support the podcast and get access to bonus content like special digital prints, exclusive bonus episodes, and even Kirsten singing. And finally, if you're looking to share your personal story, especially if it's cross-dressing, sexuality, or gender-related, and you're wondering if you can talk to someone about it, well, you know me, and you know the answer. It's a loud frickin' Yes! Just reach out to me. I'm ready to hear your story and share it with the Cross Yes listener if you want me to. Emailing me would be best. It's Giselle at crossyaspodcast.com. That's spelled G-I-S-E-L-L-E at C-R-O-S-S-Y-A-A-S-Podcast.com. Or hit me up on the social media at crossyas on Twitter or at crossyaspodcast on Instagram. Happy August, everyone. Just spent my 32nd birthday this past weekend. You're so old. With Kirsten and her family. Well, I've got news for you. You're boring. Want to get straight into it? Let's talk about my... Of the week. So for those of you who don't know who Kaylani is, well, she's a she's a rapper, singer. I uh, don't think she acts, but she is from the Bay Area. And she's actually part Filipino, which makes me an even bigger fan of her because, you know, she's Filipino and got to rep the Filipinos. Anywho, she just recently released a music video for her song, Can I? That features black trans sex workers, and it's basically a homage or ode to sex work, honoring sex workers and uplifting their movement. If you didn't know about Kaylani, she's 25, and she's actually queer and pansexual. On Twitter in 2018, she clarified her sexuality, stating, I'm queer, not bi, not straight. I'm attracted to women, men, really attracted to queer men, 
non-binary people, intersex people, trans people, Lil Polly pansexual. In the music video for her song, Can I? At the end, she highlighted a definition of sex work by the abolitionist Deshaun Harrison, which read as, sex work is a political term that covers and embraces street-level prostitution, erotic dancing, camera work, adult film, agency escorting, sensual massages, dominatrix work, and all other occupations through which one sells their sexualized services to clients. It is a legitimate form of labor that must be decriminalized so as to function as a safe form of work for all sex workers. It is often the lives and livelihoods of those who do street-level work that is impacted by criminalizing policies and cultural stigmatization. Overwhelmingly, those folks are black trans women, black cisgender women, and other black queer and trans people, including youth. Black people, as well as indigenous people and other people of color, deserve to be able to perform sex work without any limitations or stigmas attached, and this means that everyone must commit to learning from sex workers about sex work and sex workers' needs. And that's the truth, with some cheese on it! Basically, she's saying that sex work should be legal and we should treat sex workers with the same amount of respect that we do other people who aren't sex workers. We should respect everybody because they're a human being. I fell in love with Kehlani in 2015 when she came out with the album You Should Be Here, which actually is Grammy nominated for Best Urban Contemporary Album. A lot of great hits are on that album, including You Should Be Here, Baby, you should be here. The Way featuring Chance the Rapper, and oh and down for you featuring bj the chicago kid i really respect what she's doing she's an amazing performer you know people keep saying oh she's pretty but actually she actually has a message that she wants to tell people and uh, i've had a sex worker on the podcast vera who's an amazing person who spoke a lot about the trials and tribulations of her job. She's been mistreated. She's had many instances where she's been sexually assaulted, where her work requires her to carry a gun because of her safety. And to think if we are able to treat sex workers with the same amount of respect and we're able to divert funds, treat them with proper health care, and if we are able to decriminalize sex work and treat it like a public health issue that it is, Maybe we'll be able to see more progress in how we treat sex workers because overwhelmingly they are trans sex workers and sex workers of color and black cisgendered women are overwhelmingly treated with disrespect and treated more violently and they aren't seen as equals really. And if we do a little more as a society and just more as a, I don't know, as a nation, uh, here in the United States and really the rest of the world. Maybe we can see some improvement in that sense. If you watch the music video, it is pretty, it's pretty uh, raunchy, if you will, but it's badass. It's just, it's just her and it's just like a quarantine version, which basically she's just watching these black trans women or these black women getting paid or just dancing in front of a screen. Think OnlyFans or think Chatterbait or think, you know, maybe not that sexual, but they're stripping and they're showing their almost their tits in this video called can i by kaylani they're dancing and she's just like it shows her kaylani's basically just watching the tv screen and the screen is just showing the women just dancing and kaylani's like can't control herself she's just watching and just being super elated i guess really happy almost i guess turned on by what she's watching on the screen which are the black trans sex workers or the sex workers or 
cisgendered women of color, uh, cisgendered sex workers of color. Yeah, and then on Twitter, she just posted all their names and on a tweet, it says, anyways, I'm hella excited for this video because some of my fave trans SWs, which is sex workers, are in it and it's just a celebratory cute ass video that feels good. S slash O, which means shout out all the baddies in can I. So my yas of the week goes to her, even though this video was posted about two weeks ago. But uh, yeah, Kaylani is badass and all you sex workers out there. This one's, uh, this video is really, really great. And I hope you guys watch it, not just for these beautiful trans sex workers, but you know, the message at the end where she just wants equality for everyone. So thanks, Kaylani. And my yas of the week goes out to you. And that was the yes of the week. Also, I just want to give a shout out to Kirsten for helping me out so much for the Patreon and Sierra as well for helping just fix the website and creating buttons for people to subscribe on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, just making it easier for the Cross Yes listener to get access to this, to these episodes and to the podcast. For you guys who don't know, the Patreon is up now. We've got our bonus episode with Kirsten's talking about boobs. If you guys are more interested or looking for more bonus content and you're looking to chip in a little something-something for us and for the podcast, uh, here's a clip of Kirsten on boobs. One thing, I don't know if you're talking about this, but I don't get motorboating. Oh, yeah, motorboating. Yeah, what is that exactly? Well, it's like when a guy or a person, sorry, sticks their face in between someone's boobs and kind of like, you know? (laughs) I don't get that either. I also don't get like, there's like a... I think it's the idea of like being so enveloped in somebody, you know, it's like, I think that's more of like a Dom, like sub thing. Also, Kirsten wrote a beautiful digital print uh, that has uh, my my closing statement. I my outgoing closing statement. Uh, the keep it fresh, stay blessed. And remember your gorgeous, that's on there as well. I'm also going to release my strap-on episode sometime this month for you guys who pay the $5 or $10. Um, any, really, any amount really will take. I'm a broke bitch and I can't go far because you know I can't afford it anyway. Can't rely on my own damn money. I'm so broke that it's not funny. If you're looking to chip in the $5 and $10, you get access to the bonus episodes and the Kirsten's Corners, again, this month on boobs. But for $10, Kirsten's actually going to sing an empowerment song with this month's choice being Sarah Bareilles' Brave. Now, if you guys don't know who Sarah Bareilles is, she's a, I guess, popular singer here in the United States that's been around for a while. She's... uh, wonderful singer he's had top hits like love song I'm not gonna write you a love song and uh, king of anything and I choose you but Kirsten chose to sing the song brave because the lyrics are very appropriate for the listener of this podcast with lyrics such as everybody's been there Everybody's been stared down by the enemy, fallen for the fear, and done some disappearing. Bow down to the mighty. Don't run. Stop holding your tongue. Maybe there's a way out of this cage where you live. Maybe one of these days you can let the light in. Show me how big your brave is. Basically, just if you're brave enough to come out and be yourself and, you know, love yourself and show that, you know, you break out of your cage and you just be the person you want to be, person the world wants you to be 
or the person you want to be, I think you'll amaze yourself. You'll amaze other people. And, you know, that's what I want this podcast to be, kind of. And it's a great first choice song for Kirsten's Empowerment Song of the Month. Uh, here's a clip. Sarah Bareilles is Brave. Or you can start speaking up. Nothing's gonna hurt you the way the words do when they settle neath the skin. Kept on the inside and no sunlight. Sometimes the shadow wins. We're still trying to figure out a name for it. So if you guys have a name for it, or if you guys can figure out some other name other than Kirsten's Empowerment Song of the Month, let us know. Um, and also remember, I'm starting the question of the month, which this month it is, at what age did you know you were different in relation to cross-dressing, sexuality, and gender? Again, you can email me at giselle at crossyaspodcast.com. You can also tweet at crossyas on Twitter or DM me on Instagram, crossyaspodcast.com. You know, if you want to talk about your story, you know, you can still email me or DM me or whatnot. But we're looking forward to hearing from you guys. As for the rest of this episode, Adelina, crossdresser from Philly, Philly, Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, comes on the podcast to tell her side of the story, her crossdressing story. It's split into three parts. Kind of wanted to, I realize the episodes are getting pretty long, so I kind of want to just bring it to like bite size so you guys can enjoy it including a Kirsten's Corner as well and the Yas of the Week of course but Kirsten's Corner this week is on Instagram star YouTube star all the stars he's basically doing everything his name is Bretman Rock Bretman Rock on Instagram Kirsten tells you about him so thanks for listening enjoy the episode guys again do all those things but really appreciate your guys' support wouldn't be here without you guys so enjoy the episode thanks well, welcome, Adelina, to the Cross Yas podcast. How are you tonight? Great. Do you want to introduce yourself? So I'm from around Philadelphia. I am 51, mm-hmm. and I've sort of been had had this whole cross dressing thing for a long time in my life, but only recently have sort of. Um, not only accepted it within the past, say, five years, mm. but embraced it. And I'm here to sort of tell my tale, as, as many of your other guests, and I've listened to all your episodes, even the ones I said I didn't listen to, I've caught up on um, <laughs> since we originally uh, got in touch with each other a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not really sure how much you want me to start with. Like, You can start from the beginning, if you'd like. It's up to you. All right. Uh, I'm just a little nervous. Yeah, little don't nervous. be. I'm, I'm, we're drinking tonight. You, <laughs> let the truth <laughs> juice ju- come in. <laughs> Drink a lot less nervous. Truth juice. You'll be fine. Be a lot less nervous later. So, yeah. So, so I mean, I guess sort of like everybody who's called, there's sort of, you realize it early, right? So, where, mm-hmm. but I didn't do the whole crying on my mom's stickers or what you call them. I sort of figured it out early. When I was a kid, we had a thing called the Sears Wish Book. And the Sears Wish Book was sort of like the catalog that would come out around September or something like that, if I remember right then. If you were a kid, it had the toy section in the back. So that's where, you know, you would go see what kind of toys you like and you would write your Santa Claus letters Mm -hmm. on the wish list. But I found myself sort of lingering way too long as, say, a seven-year-old looking at slips and being fascinated by the, the fabric and the look and, and sort of the shape 
and stuff like that. So I think that's sort of where I started realizing that I wasn't like other. I have three brothers. I wasn't like my other brothers. Are you the oldest then? No, I, I, I fall in the middle. I have, uh, and we can talk more about my brothers later, but mm-hmm. I grew up in a, in, a, in a religious family, in a Catholic family. Mm-hmm. And sort of the, the concept of things that were outside of what is considered normal wasn't sort of something we were exposed to, right? So I went to like Catholic school. I went to a, a, a um, Catholic high school. I was an older boy, like sort of like that, you know, what you would, I guess, think of like a traditional Archie Bunker kind of 70s style family where it was sort of very inclusive only with the people in your own community. So for, for me to sort of have this sort of thing in the back of my head was always kind of a problem for me. Mm. Later, that would re- sort of resolve itself, but it took a long time to get there. And I think there's a sort of a lot of people that are in the same boat as me. And it, I've listened to all, to all the people who have come and chatted. And it's, I think it's all sort of the same path we all take. Some of us, if you're fortunate enough, get there when you're in your teens or 20s, maybe. Some of us don't get there until like me in my mid-40s. And some, unfortunately, never get there for reasons whether they just won't let them accept it or that there's some other reason they can't accept it. True. That's where it all, I guess that's where it all started. And then what's your earliest memory other than that? I mean, did it evolve into you met somebody and then you, you, you told them about your cross-dressing or how did that, I don't know how, you know, or you waited till you're 40. I don't know. Did you just go through 30 years and not even deal with it? I actually had a girlfriend when I was in my mid, I guess late, I would say my late twenties mm-hmm. who, I sort of worked it out with, she was, she was very, and she was very cool about it. She was the first person who made me feel not like a complete freak. But even before I got there, I think the whole not being able to figure things out, my teenagers and my, my twenties were just really difficult because I, I sort of found myself in a position of wanting to be, I, I guess the sort of, I sort of figured things out as I went through. My twenties that I would get the clothes, I would purge the clothes, I would I would I sort of formed I started forming sort of my identity like really through through my early years and through my teens, I guess I really didn't think much of it all that much, except every once in a while. It was really only until I got in my twenties where it sort of became a thing. But sort of really I guess because of the way I was brought up, I couldn't I just thought it would go away. I don't want anybody to find out. So I kind of became this pretty unlikable person because I, I was afraid to let anybody in. So I spent a good amount of time pushing people away. Right. A lot of alcohol, a lot of sort of self-loathing. Like it was, it was not good. Like it, it was not, it was not healthy at all mm-hmm. because I was afraid that if anybody would find out, then horrible things would happen. Even, even, so I moved to Atlanta where I had a perfectly good opportunity for a fresh start, right? That's what, that's what you hear nowadays is. Right, right. Get fresh start and Atlanta is pretty progressive. They have a pretty good seat down there. But I, I, I wanted so much for somebody to like me, even though I made myself unlikable. And my solution to that was to become more unlikable. <laughs> Which <laughs> now that I say that out loud sounds completely ridiculous. Well, I'm glad you speak. I'm glad you're able to talk out loud. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I never thought about it. So yeah, I didn't I didn't um you know I lived down there and I mean other things happened down there, but to 
then we can go back to that later at some point. In oh, we will. Don't worry. I'll mark it in my head right now. Ding, Atlanta. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, I moved back to the Philadelphia area because I hit sort of my mid-30s. And I was feeling I wanted to have children. Hmm. And I didn't want to raise them apart from my family. So I moved back up in the area. And I had said children. You How many children? You said? Two. Two, okay. Two, and they're both under the age of 13. Okay. Late to the party with that, too. And I got married, and I got divorced. Hmm. But that was a very short marriage. It was sort of like, it's, it was like me and my ex kind of, both hit that stage of our lives where we both wanted kids and it was kind of like, well, I don't want to say that we were just like friends, but I think we kind of fast tracked the whole relationship part. We were, I guess you would say getting up there mm-hmm. and that didn't, and that marriage didn't work, but not because of this. I never actually told my ex-wife about this. Hmm. I don't think I had enough trust in the relationship. And that, that, that was more of a symptom of why it didn't work rather than the reason why it didn't work. Ah, Okay. Yeah, so I got out of there, and then and then once I got out of there, then I really decided that, and, and, and part of, you know, I didn't want to tell her because, I did, again, I didn't, I did something horrible was going to happen. So after I left that relationship, that's when I really started to, to work on myself, in particular, this thing that I found about myself 40 years ago, you know, when I was six, or about that age. So... So that's the long, short version. That's the short version of the long story. Okay, okay. I'm trying to figure out that is. So you went a whole 40 years of not even like entertaining the idea of cross-dressing as Adelina or the idea of Adelina at all. Like, how do you even suppress that? Because I, I mean, I'm not a late bloomer, but a lot of the listeners I'm sure are late bloomers or there are those late bloomers out there. And the late bloomer and the concept of they don't know about their cross-dressing or you know, experience the cross-dressing until later in life? Like, how did you deal with it or, I guess, not deal with it for 40-something years? I think, well, there was there was sort of a period um, when I first moved back to Philadelphia. There was a couple of years in there where I would dress fairly regularly around my house. And, and that's sort of it. But because it was these long blocks of time between, I guess that was sort of like, you know, that was the... Like, I don't, like, I don't know. Is it just a fetish thing? Mm-hmm. Um, am I gay? What's going on here? And at that point, sort of the internet was kind of coming around. So this is, I don't know, like the mid-90s or so. Or no, I guess it wasn't mid-90s. It would have been 2000, 2002, I guess. So mm-hmm. the internet was still, it, was still it, wasn't, it wasn't not existent, but it isn't what it is today. Right, right. There were like resources. Like there was things to kind of find. But even then, I sort of, again, purged all the stuff. Nobody's going to like me like this. Nobody's going to. Nobody's going to accept me for this. Mm-hmm. I, my friends were very close friends. They, but I don't know. I don't know if I don't think they would have been my friends afterwards. For me, who has struggled for so long to be liked by anybody, wasn't as miserable as I was when I was younger. I kind of liked having them around, and I didn't want to chase them away. So it was always a very private thing, never leaving the apartment or anything like that, or even trying to communicate with other ones through like some of the crossdressers.com or the web sources that are out there. Right. There was no sort of that even attempt at, at trying to find, uh, make contact with, with anybody even like, yeah. you know, you hit that stage where you're, I don't know. I guess you've been there. I guess we've all been there. You're right. Like, what do you even search? <laughs> like crossdressers yeah. like me, like, you know, they didn't, and Google was in its infancy in 2002, 2003. Like 
there was like 40 different Googles, right? The Yahoo search bar, the Ask Jeeves search bar. There was, you know. <laughs> yeah, so like, no, no, like it's, it wasn't until I got out of my last relationship and I think, I think I just had enough, right? Mm-hmm. I just had enough of just trying to fight nature. You can't fight nature. Nope. I watched nature come up in the cracks of my driveway, right? Like a little blade of grass. You can't stop it with concrete, right? You can't stop right, it. Right. <laughs> you just simply just can't stop it. So I eventually started to not look at it as a, as a negative thing, but also not define myself by it. And then I sort of, and I saw a couple strengths, but we didn't really, I, I didn't, I don't even trust my therapist enough to talk about it. <laughs> That's how paranoid you get. Right. When you grow up in a Catholic household and he, like my, so my brother, my brother's gay. My brother came out when I was, when was it, when I was in my teens. Oh. And I watched the struggles that he went through. Mm. Uh, he might have been he might have been twenty two around there. He was in he was not living at home. He was living in a different part of the country. And then and I just watched the struggles with the priests and mm. the parents and not so much me. I didn't really have a problem with it. How old were you? I, I was probably I was probably eighteen. Okay. So I was, I was a little bit older, but I had never I had never met a gay person before, right? Or at least one that I knew was, right? They weren't referred to that. They we the neighborhood had a lot of names for gay people, but gay wasn't one of them. So, but it wasn't positive. Like he wasn't. It was not positive. I mean, and, and you know, I was oblivious. Like I didn't know Liberace was gay. Like how do you not know? It? Like you know, like, <laughs> right? Right. Well, Rock Hudson. Like Rock Hudson was gay. Like. What? Yeah. Rock Hudson, I, I, you know, like some of them, uh, Paul, I guess Paul Lind, I don't know if I remember Paul Lind, he was a comedian back in the day. Mm-hmm. But there was a lot of people like looking back now, like, yeah, okay, that kind of makes sense now, but I, right. I've never seen a fish describe a fish, right? Mm-hmm. And I know that there's got to be a lot of people out there in the same boat where, where they, they, they're up, their upcoming is stronger than, than they think, or I guess than they realize. And even now, I, I, I don't really have a, like, I don't know what to say. I don't, I don't know. I, I have stopped trying to figure out why, I guess, is the best way to put it. Like, I, I really still to this day have no idea why, uh, but I just don't care anymore. Right, right. Why should you? <laughs> you're great. No, yeah, and, and you're right, but it, it, it's such a simple question, isn't it? Why should you? Yeah, yeah. And people still struggle with the idea, even today, with all the resources out now for cross-dressing, with this podcast, with tons of crossdressers who are, well, I don't want to say tons of crossdressers who are out and talk about the thing, but tons of gay people who talk about their experiences. Like gay is like so mainstream now that it's like second nature as it was, as it wasn't in the nineties, you know, even the two thousands, it was still kind of, you know, like, Oh, even crossdress, but crossdressing today is still kind of, I guess it's not quite known per se. Even, I mean, I still don't know a lot about it. That's why I try to start a podcast to understand why do I do it? Oh, this is a great podcast. This is literally, if you search for cross-dressers, this is the other podcast that comes up, which is why I love this podcast. I've listened to like that. I've, I've, okay, so I might skip some stories now. There. I don't know. But <laughs> it's a great resource. It's, it's just one of those great resources for hearing people's stories and, and knowing that you're not alone and seeing how other people approach different things. Like, like I said, I, my brother is gay. I haven't mm-hmm. told him. I don't know if that's going to be a problem for him. 
because hmm. I guess he's more, I mean, he's sort of more sees it as, as far as I know, because I've been to drag shows with him, sort of like a drag show kind of thing, but this isn't a drag show kind of thing. This is just, this is not performance art. Like, this is not Du Wang Fu, right? This is, <laughs> right. this is just a part of who I am, and I don't, I don't know how personally feels about it or would. I, I, I have a feeling since we're all sort of getting like, like we're not, we're not 22 anymore, right? Me and yeah. my siblings, we're all in our 50s now. Mm-hmm. Can't imagine it would be a problem. Right. But you, sometimes you don't know. <laughs> Especially in a Catholic family where you are instilled with guilt. <laughs> oh, that's the worst. With guilt. <laughs> we, we've done everything wrong. <laughs> And 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 I think and, and me and the, me and, and and all four of us sort of have 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 separated ourselves from the church like for for like way back. I mean, it's not something we're not still a part of that religion anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's you know it's it's who you are when you're growing up. All right. So take me back to you ended your relationship with your is it your previous relationship and then you came out or started dressing up more as Adelina or how did that even come about? Uh, it was funny. I moved out of the house, and for some reason, I don't know if it was boredom or <laughs> loneliness. I, I, I literally, the day after I moved out, I found myself a wig on Amazon and started looking for clothes, mm-hmm. which is weird because I had I'd never done that before. Or like it, where I just decided that I'm going to just see what this is all about. I've, I've kind of like you know it's like nibbling around the edges, like man, maybe I'll get this, or maybe I'll try that. Right, right. Or you know we're gonna see where this goes. Maybe that will happen. Maybe this won't. This time I just decided to just get myself stuff. And and this was five years ago or ten years ago? When was it? I would say it's about five years ago. Okay, okay. Five years ago. I didn't even know if it's that long ago. It probably closer to four. Like, mm-hmm. So it's fairly recent. And I think it's one of the best things I ever did. Hmm. So I joined, I joined, <laughs> I joined adult, adult friend finder. Which nice. Really I think that's, <laughs> why is that the common denominator for crossdressers, right? I don't know. <laughs> the rest of them just seem like, like the other ones are like alt lifestyles or something. Like that. I'm like, but I'm not an alt lifestyle. I'm just me. And I found there in a community and a lot of dick pics. I found uh, at least some other people to talk to in chat rooms and without showing your penis or no, I I don't have a single picture of that anywhere on the web as far as I know. <laughs> yeah, but I've seen literally thousands at this point. Oh my god, right. Yeah. Uh so I broadcast on there, right? But I'm the worst and the worst broadcaster on there because I, I, I put my name and I'll be like cooking my lunches for them. <laughs> or one time I'll hung a flat screen TV on the wall or I mop my floors because I, I don't, I don't like, I put a, it's, I, it seems like everybody there does. And it's, it's that kind of site, right? Right. So here I come rolling in with my bottle of fucking pine saw and, you know, I'll start mopping my floor. I, I painted my house on there. Oh, geez. I would just totally dress up and paint my house. Nice. <laughs> But it's but it's fun. It sort of gave me, it made me feel like wasn't a problem for myself. Like I wasn't like at least I felt like somebody understood. And right. Even if it was a bunch of guys with their junk in their hand and their 
<laughs> doing whatever they're doing. Okay, because sometimes some of them would just chat with you and it would be fun and we'd have some laughs and they'd, you know, it'd be ridiculous and stuff like that. And that was fun. And I think that was a big step towards helping me um, breathe. Right? right. I wouldn't recommend it for the slight of heart or the <laughs> faint of heart. Right. Right. The faint of heart. Yeah. If you're not really to be assaulted by like an army of penises. <laughs> so many penises. My gosh, people. The internet. <laughs> We're very proud of them. I'm very impressed. They like put little hats on them and like right, <laughs> yeah, like little doodles. Like, what are you doing with your penis? <laughs> How do you do that? So that all and that all happens like that all happened literally within a week of two, or not a week or two. I'll say a month of two, or of me moving out of the house. Okay. And since then, I've sort of expanded my wardrobe. I've I've sort of take started taking. I, yeah, I think I think what's really let me do is love myself a little bit and. Take care of myself like now like the thought of me doing like skincare 10 years ago was not even a thing and it it, it feels it feels good to do stuff like that right like i i now i know what the bath bombs are all about like i <laughs> yep but they don't, they don't do i don't think they do a thing for you but they smell nice they smell nice and the fizzing is so cute it's like oh. and the fizzing is cute and you just feel good about yourself and 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 i don't think if i if I hadn't taken this sort of step forward in trying to not look back, then I, I don't think I would be the person that I am today, who, who I would like to think is the best part person I've ever been. I mean, during different stages of my life, that's not a, that's not a high bar to clear. <laughs> <laughs> but still, I like, to, I like to think I'm living the best life right now and that this absolutely has everything to do with it. See, that's good to hear because I think – Again, it's the fear that a lot of crossdressers who are closeted and who are late bloomers, they don't know about it. and They don't understand it until you actually accept yourself, I think, is what you finally did as Adelina yeah. and your male self. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but and there's so much to do now. Like, I'm not bored anymore. Like, I have, like, you do that eye makeup. Like, how's that work? And, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Like I like I spend hours looking at AliExpress for a dress that won't fit me and it'll be see through, and that's fine. Yeah. Right, an but, extra super humongous large in China is <laughs> small in America. Like it's like it's extra small in, in American sizes. It doesn't. Make sense. I know every time I have to XXL for my sizes in in AliExpress. <laughs> I'm like because I like to look nice and I like to. I mean, most of my clothes are like thrift store shit. Great. I just kind of find things at Goodwill that every once in a while you find something there. I, I don't have, you know, I have, I have two young children. I don't have the wardrobe money to go out and, you know, buy stuff, mm -hmm. you know, that I would really like to have. So every once in a while I get Goodwill and there's, there's options out there. Anybody, anybody who wants to, to do this and doesn't have the, the, the financial means to do it, there's, there's ways around it. I mean, you just got to be a little bit creative. I wouldn't, I wouldn't pick up like, lingerie from your local Google. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> There's like stains on them too. You're like, what? Ew. Ugh. Ew, too much. Yeah. So, or as Adelina, are you primarily a crossdresser is my first question. And how often do you dress? Or is it more than dressing up? Or like, are you considering transitioning? Is this more than just dressing up temporarily sort of thing? Um, yes, I'm a crossdresser. I, I like to dress once or twice a week, depending on whether my kids are over here. Mm -hmm. Usually like there's like one night a week that that's, I, I really set, I set all things aside and that's why, that's what I do that night. That's my thing. 
And dressing to you means dressing up in full garb, meaning I don't know if you wear a wig or if you like put on the whole like shebang, put full makeup. Like that's what dressing means to you. Dressing means to me is uh, well, I have my hair's long, so I don't need to. I don't wear a wig anymore. I, I like wearing a wig. Mm-hmm. I like them because I, I understand my forehead's a little different than a female's forehead would be. <laughs> right, right. And it gives you a little bit more options, but I do like again things to do. Like how's it? Diff- how does a diffuser work? So now I know how the diffuser works, and they're like. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now I can do my own essential hair. oils. Yes, yes, I got products and I got you know sea salt sprays and even conditioners and all that great stuff and mm-hmm. and and that's fun to do. And this is as far as being on sort of the binary spectrum. This is where it ends. I have mm. I have no plans or or any desire whatsoever to transition. Mm-hmm. I, I love the idea. I, I think it's for the people that it's for. It's just not for me. And how did you figure that? Like for some people, they're like, well, I don't know. Do I like this? Have you tried it out? Have you ever been with another man? Or have you been with a transgender person, et cetera, et cetera? I have been with men. Mm-hmm. I have been with men throughout the years. Okay. However, and this is, and this is, I don't, this is, sort of, this is a long this whole conversation makes sense at the end. So <laughs> I'm here to listen. Yeah, I got nowhere to go. I, <laughs> I'm listening. Um, it goes way back. It goes way back to my early 20s. Back then, it was phone numbers on walls. It was, uh, there was no, it wasn't even a Craigslist back then, right? There was, there might have been Craigslist. Craigslist has been around a long time. It's been a little while. Yeah. Craig's been there for, for us, for all our crossdressers and sexual fiends out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, it wasn't, this is sort of the stage where I didn't know what I was. So I was experimenting. And I, I think looking back now, I don't think it was a sexual thing for me. Hmm. It was a validation thing for me. Oh. And I never felt like I came out with the answer I was looking for. And I think that was because the answer wasn't there. Like, like I, it's, it's really super hard to put in the words. I, I think I was just looking for anybody to like me for any reason. I felt so bad about myself during certain periods of my life mm-hmm. that I thought that guys would like me for that. That was mm-hmm. a really low point in my life. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend that to anybody either. <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't like myself. I knew people didn't like me because I made myself unlikable. But, you know, you could get on, like, even in the 90s, like, AOL chat rooms were back around then. Mm-hmm. You could find somebody to hook up with, and it wasn't all that difficult. Right. And then you would never see or hear from them again. You would just get ghosted back in the old days of, of AOL. You could do that, too. Mm-hmm. And it took a long time to realize that that wasn't the answer. And that wasn't the problem. The problem was I hadn't sorted myself out. And even to the even to the extent there were also, I mean, I would hook up with females and stuff, have the same sort of experience. Like maybe they'll like me for this, but all the while I would leave them sort of the same way other people would leave me. And I was sort of becoming the person I didn't want to become. Hmm. Yeah, that, that, that wasn't a good time. As I got older, I sort of reduced that, but never eliminated it because every just every once in a while I would, I would 
slip. I would still find myself in situations that I would get myself into that I wish I wasn't in. Mm. Kind of like what exactly? Like you, you like your own business for a trip, and there's this, this is when Craigslist was the name of the game, and you would just have you know a stopover, and we'll hang out, and I'll do stuff with you, and then sometimes I would go and I would take a dress or stockings with me or, or that kind of thing. And I would always, they, uh, they didn't treat me, I guess, any worse than I should have expected to be treated. Hmm. And, and I sort of, as, and, and that, that literally stopped, I would say, well, I was married and I, I never cheated on my, never cheated on my ex-wife. But I'd done it a couple of times after that. And once I sort of fully embraced that, that's not the answer. The answer is within myself. And I haven't done that since. Now, I'm fortunate enough to have a girlfriend who's supportive of what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know my entire past, but sort of, uh, we'll get there. We haven't been dating that that long. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much you want to dive into your past. Because I'm always interested in how people became what they are today. You know what I mean? Everybody has a different story, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and I know, and I know. I like. I sometimes I, I have to. I want to measure in my head how I want to say where I want to say it without sounding like lewd or salacious or gross. But that was probably. I just. I you know. I look back at all these, and, and you know, this isn't just. This is probably going back to the core of of when I was. So when I was young, I wanted people to like me, but I knew I was different. Mm-hmm. It just took me a long time to figure out. And part of that was because maybe I drank too much when I was younger. Maybe it's because I just sort of shelled myself away. I became very good at like video games that like nobody cared about. <laughs> like it's like, like Atari 2600. Like, and, you know, people care. People care. I care. <laughs> <laughs> nobody cares. That's part of society cares. <laughs> And I just, you know, I, 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 I don't really, like, I, what I'm hoping for out of, out of this and talking to you and, and listening to your live stream is that I hope, like, nobody ever goes through sort of that path that I took. Because it's a, mm-hmm. it, you can't win. If I didn't start this process of being who I am, I don't know how long I would have lasted. Mm-hmm. When you're young, you don't know. Even in college, you know, you and you would cut yourself like you're a bit of a cutter once in a while. Mm-hmm. I couldn't figure it out. I it's like I couldn't figure it out, and I didn't know where to turn. Like I, you know, I went to college, went to grad school. There's no answers there. <laughs> Same. I went. I did that too. Yeah, I hated it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks. I hate it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. I hate it. <laughs> uh, I'm just happy that you know, knowing that there's so many. More resources now than there was. Mm-hmm. I feel I feel encouraged. I feel encouraged that that this sort of lifestyle someday will be just a, a who cares kind of thing. Right. I don't know if it will be for the people in my life. I don't. I, I think I reached the stage where I don't think I care if I need to tell my mom or my dad mm-hmm. who are still alive or my brothers. My current girlfriend knows, and that's right now good enough for me. Right. Yeah, I mean, those, that was my next question. It's like, who, who in your family does know or who in your friend group knows? Right now, I think the only people who I personally know on planet are 
my current girlfriend, my ex-girlfriend from Atlanta, who I still keep in touch with, with Facebook, and our roommate. So I lived with my girlfriend and another girl who didn't know back then, oh. but I told her recently. And now it's just, and she, in fact, she was joking. She, she, was like, she was like, Jesus Christ, we all, we all grew up to be the same old lady because we're all, <laughs> they showed her picture and like, we all kind of like, we're like, we're like the golden girls. <laughs> and which one are you? Tell me you're Blanche, right? You got to be Blanche. You're a hoe, right? <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> yes. 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 Hoes unite, as they say. <laughs> mm. uh. So those are the only people that know, and I don't, I don't, I don't think I'm going to tell my children. I, I think maybe I do. Maybe we'll, it's so ridiculous. So when you have young kids and you're older, you're, you know, you think at times like, Wow, when my daughter's twenty one, I'm gonna be like sixty six or something like that. It's ridiculous. It's it's Crazy. so yeah. Right? Yeah. Um and at that point, like maybe maybe. But, but I don't I don't I don't plan on saying it. But I will say I think having a daughter has helped me through this process. Oh, why is that? Because you see the happiness and and I, and I went to a Catholic school. I went to a Catholic to a boys' high school, I have three brothers. So when it comes to the female sex, I am not. I don't have a good base to build on. And I think having my daughter made me see how how they work hmm. and why what's important to them is important to them. Even when she was six, she would like bath bombs. Of the same reason, I would suspect that I do, because they make you feel good about yourself. Hmm. And, I, and I don't know if she would have come along that I would have seen. It, it felt like a missing piece. Like it, it felt like the missing piece that admired the slips, like that 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 shine of the silk or the contour of the form, or you know, being able to have fun with the dance song. So, like my like my choice of song for like the better was like yacht rock and heavy metal. And I still like heavy metal. Like I was, I saw Iron Maiden last year. Nice. I can still listen to an Ava Max uh, song or a or Lady Gaga song or dance songs or even techno music or 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 club music and house music. And this is something I listened to before because I was scared that like I wasn't I wasn't manly enough because that's that's girl music or you know right. or the family favorite word sissy music right right so I, I think just being able to experience that bit of femininity femininity in my femininity <laughs> in my life made a big difference I, I i didn't think it would but it really wasn't until she was born and sort of got past, you know, the weird baby head flopping stage of life that you could just see where being comfortable in a, in, in a feminine way is not a negative. Right. Good point. Uh, let's see. I have so many questions. Let's start with, you said you dress up. How is, um, how important is passing to you? Or if that even is a element that you work on or whatnot? I don't think I'll ever pass, like, if I'm walking through a mall. Why is that? Because I, I don't have traditionally female features like i don't have like a high cheekbone or a or a um 
it's pretty I'm pretty sure I wouldn't. I don't I don't know if I aim to pass to that level. Now that being said, I do I wear I do wear the forms, I do wear the waist cinchers, mm-hmm. even eyelashes and things like that. But I think that's more for me. Hmm. I think that's because I wanna I wanna look in the mirror and see who who I am. Mm-hmm. Part of that, and including like the makeup tips and all that stuff. Part of that's really fun, and it's it's sort of something, something like a little almost like a project to, to, mm-hmm. to bring to bring the the version of me forward that I want to bring out. But I don't think it's I don't think it's important to pass one hundred percent. I guess, and and you know, I, I like it's important for me to look fit. Like it's important for me to to look healthy and, and happy. I think is more important. Like it, you know, I run two or three times a week. Like I like I try to stay in shape. Mm-hmm. And I don't shave my hair on my body, but I do trim it fairly short, like like a one on a on a razor thing. So it's not important for me to have like smooth legs and all that stuff. But it's important for me to not, you know, look like a Hungarian shot put thrower too. I mean, you know, Helga's kind of cute too. So <laughs> and yeah, so I don't really go out. Okay. We do uh, in the Philadelphia area. We do have a couple get-togethers. I mean, we're not doing it now because of the coronavirus thing, and it's fun. There's one. There's one get-together that it's um, it's about thirty or thirty-five girls get together Ooh. and go to a bar, and we just hang. There's a bar that, that lets us use their upstairs room, or sometimes even the bar area, and that's kind of fun. Again, not the world's biggest social butterfly when it comes to that kind of thing. I'm just happy sitting there sipping a vodka tonic and chat with somebody maybe but that's kind of fun because it's just it's just different people having the same experiences and then they have one up in new hope pennsylvania which is supposed to be a really super big one that i haven't been to yet but um it's good to know that there's that other sort of thing once a month that i could attend as well and they have a bar in philadelphia has sort of like a cd night where you can go in and hang out at one of the bars in town hmm I haven't leveraged those. I haven't. I haven't really gone into those. But the one that I've gone to, again, I'm not. I'm not going to hit the dance floor. But it's just really wonderful to be a part of a. Just to feel like you're part of a community, even mm-hmm. if it's a community of strangers, because you know you go in there and and nobody cares if you pass. I've seen girls with beards. I've seen girls who I wouldn't think at seventy one, seventy three years old. Mm. Nobody is interested. But everybody's smiling and everybody's happy. And I don't think anybody there really cares if the passing, they, they feel good about themselves. Mm-hmm. And when I walk in there, I, I smile. So I love it. I, but it's weird, though, because it's like the most harrowing walk of my week. So or of my month is like the 10 steps out to my car from my front door. Yeah. And from the parking lot to the bar, to be honest. And, I, and I, you know, I've sat there in my car before and wait for other girls that I knew were going through the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I waited, and then I kind of like, like invited myself to walk with them, <laughs> it's, oh. because it's just, it's just, I'm still at that stage where I'm not quite comfortable with how people are going to react. Mm. There's like other, you know, normal people around. Is it because are you afraid for safety, or is it something more like I'm afraid that I'll be rejected by society or something? I don't know. What is the what is the fear that goes through your head? Safety. Okay. I think I think it's primarily safety. Because I've personally known people in my life that would beat up someone like me. Oh, what happened? Nothing really happened. I just know, I just literally know people. Okay. Maybe now that we're in the 20s, 20s or whatever we're in, it's not as prevalent as it was, say, in the 1990s. 
mm-hmm. or the early 2000s. But I still have that ingrained. And I've seen what, you know, the, the people, things people post on Facebook. And it's not so much with the CDs, the cross-dressers, it's more their opinions on the transgendered. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think for those individuals that there's a difference. So I do occasionally feel as though it's a physical thing. I, I, I live right outside of Philadelphia. I don't know if I would. There's a Philadelphia event they have every, which is a night that, that I could make. And I don't know if I would do it because I'd be worried about walking the block and a half like I am. And, and, and a lot of that's probably overblown. A lot of that's probably my own head, but it's in my head. <laughs> so until somebody can kick it out, that's where it's going to reside, I think. And, and, and I think someday I'll have to be the person to kick that out. Right. It's a lot of um, barriers that we create for ourselves that we are like, well, there's this, that this might happen, or these like, like impossible scenarios that theoretically could happen in like a vacuum. Sure. Like the president could be right outside or the police officer who's the most homophobic (laughs) person looks at you, you know, and it's just like arrest you or something. It's just, it's kind of ridiculous. You had the one, you had another guest on that was from the Philadelphia area. Mm -hmm. Kira, I think was her name. Mm -hmm. Right. Kira. And, and Kira, I think, um, I love listening to her because I, I could tell how she measured her words about certain things. And I think she was a person of color, if I remember right. Yes. So she had sort of sort of twice the, well, maybe not twice the problem, but she had literally... Twice the discrimination, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I, like, I, I, know, like, I know the place that she was talking about. And, and mm. you have to... Philadelphia is a weird... It's a weird town. It's it's a big little town. Like everybody knows everybody in Philadelphia. Mm. And if you're trying to keep a secret in Philadelphia, it's difficult because somebody's going to know somebody who had a cousin who had a brother, and they you know they played a what a, a rugby team with some guy who <laughs> knew some uncles whose brother was at a bar that you were seen at. Oh, great! And that. <laughs> And that will eventually work its way back to you. And I think a lot of that because I guess in town and, 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 you know, I've done it as, and, and, and I'm a testimony to it myself. I came back to the Philadelphia area because that's where I wanted to raise my children. I mean, I know we get a bad rap a lot of times, but it is a very paid community when it comes to that. When I lived in Atlanta, I never met anybody in Atlanta who said, I grew up here. I don't live here because Atlanta is such a transient city. People just go down there and make money and they move somewhere else. Right, uh, Washington D.C. is a lot like that. Mm-hmm. So you don't, so you don't have that sort of generational sort of like everybody knows everybody thing that we have here. Right. So even now, like like I I could walk in there and there might be a bartender who recognized me because I went in there with my brother back in two thousand and seven, <laughs> and you know he's got a grudge with the owner of some restaurant that he worked for, and then he's got out. It, these are the things that go through your head when. You're in a town like Philadelphia, which I, which I, which I love the town. It's just that you sometimes keep it a secret stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Now you think a life as a crossdresser in Philadelphia could like, could, could you ever be public about it then for you personally or no, just because of you feared how, I don't know, others would react. And that's the end of the first part of my talk with Adelina. Stay tuned for part two that'll air in a couple of weeks to see how she answers that question.
And now it's time for Kirsten's Corner. In this week's Kirsten's Corner. Kirsten's Corner. Okay, well, uh, let's talk about. You ready? Let's talk about YouTube's Bretman Rock. Uh, I, mean, I don't think he's YouTube. I think oh, it's not? more Instagram. Oh, okay, Instagram. Well, you know, he is the, uh, he's everything. Let's he's talk about everything. It's not just YouTube. <laughs> he is an internet sensation. <laughs> All right, who who is Bretman Rock? Oh my gosh, he is a Hold on. I need to I need Here to say, Hold on. Here Wait, everybody. I already knew. I was like, this... I want to know. I wrote it down. Here we go. Bretman hold Rock. on, everybody. I'll go scroll to my tweet. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. I will say I'm not I'm not the most most like up to date on him. I don't, you know. Okay, guys. Brett Marock is he is a singer, songwriter, actor, actress, athlete, activist, a scientist on the motherfucking side, and star of the Crystal of the Day. Yay, yay, yay. Brett Marock, singer, songwriter, actor, actress, athlete, activist, a scientist on the motherfucking side, the star of Crystal of the Day. Yay, 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 yay. And coconut water connoisseur, and I hope you watch his story, bitch. Okay, bitch. Uh, he has more stuff now. I don't know. He's a plant mama now. He stars in commercials. He's like even been in like Nike commercials and shit. Like the reason I have that is because I just tweeted about him randomly because what? I saw him. Shut up. Randomly because I saw him on an HP ad <laughs> they say hpb no no, no. hp ad okay. on twitter like he's promoting hp laptops and i was like the fuck like go, out go, of nowhere go back to who is Bretman okay rock. so i don't know if the for the listener ever listener who knows absolutely nothing about Bretman okay rock. so bretman rock he is i don't even know where he originated the first thing i ever saw of him was he had a filipino like a vine. It must have been vine. So he's Filipino. He's Filipino, okay. but he's from Hawaii. So he's like them Hawaiians. The Hawaiian Filipinos. The Hawaiian Filipinos who are really Hawaiian first, then Filipino. Got it. True. But yeah, y'all you know what I'm saying. If you guys know what I'm saying. If you're Cherry Filipino, bro. you know, if, if you're a Filipino, you know what I'm saying. Anyway, he did like a parody on how, uh, I don't know if it's white people, but how, or regular people, but yeah. how white people brush their teeth. And it's like prim and proper. Like there's no, like if you guys have ever seen Bring It On, there's the scene where, I think his name is Jess. I forget. Well, I and it, the two main characters are brushing their teeth in the bathroom together. And there's like no foam or no spit anywhere. Like what are they, they're not brushing their teeth with anything, you know? And then he does like how Filipinos brush their teeth. And then it's like, he's like brushing it like very vigorously. And there's like toothpaste everywhere. And then he like brushes his tongue and it's like, uh, 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 uh. you know, you should watch it. It's pretty funny. It's old. Cause I remember seeing it and he was young. Like he was like a little boy, like a, maybe a teenager, but like a barely going right, through right, puberty, right. you know? And then like seeing his stuff kind of over the years but he recently not recently but like in the last i don't know five or more years he's been really big on the influencer side and doing makeup and he lives with his mom in hawaii i think he bought her a house when he started to make money and he installed like a stripper pole into his house so he's always doing like stripper moves and like he's he's really good friends with a lot of other influencers in like the lgbtq community and he's good friends with nikita dragon is that her name i think so yeah she, no. she's trans right she's trans she's vietnamese and i think she's young she's, and she has some out a lot of those yeah. influencers are young as fuck mm -hmm. bretman's like only 22 i think yeah 
and he's insanely successful he's friends with lone fox so i just started watching so lone fox is i already forgot his his real name but he used to intern for chris christelle or yeah, christelle lim who is like another fashion influencer uh-huh. who i know from instagram and he used to intern for her doing fashion but then he started to do like his own diy stuff and so he does diy tutorials and videos on youtube and i started watching those recently anyways but they did a video together anyways that's neither here nor there he's just like fabulous so i don't know much about what he identifies as but he's gay Mm -hmm. but i don't know if he identifies as you know i think trans or non-binary i don't know i don't know i I know he is gay yeah and he but he does a lot of drag though Mm -hmm. and well yeah he looks great yeah uh but why do you follow him and why would he be he's funny he's just funny i think the filipino because the reason like i really started following him because he's ilocano which is one thing because i'm ilocano but Mm. half what does that mean like so uh does that mean they're for me when i think ilocano i think darker right yeah but it's like being it's being from a specific region in the philippines and like they're known for being darker but the language is different I don't know if you want to talk more about that. Yeah, that's why I know. Because you're talking about Remnant Rock, right? And yeah. So, he well, is. anyways, he he features his mom a lot in videos. His mom is always like yell, like he would always insert her in the videos and she would yell at him and they would just like yell at each other and blah, blah, blah. And, you know. Well, the thing about him when I watch him, he is so ridiculous. Yeah, like, he's like so OA. <laughs> like there's, oh, OA means he's like overacting or yeah. like ma'arte. Like, Which means in, the, in Tagalog or in English, it means... Like, like over dramatic or yeah. over like exaggerate exaggerating yeah, like drama stuff. like kind of like that but like this dude has a first of all he has a stripper pole in his house yeah so like his mom is in the back like just the, like vacuuming one of my or, like, favorite one of my favorite videos though is his halloween one where it's like he talks about like there's a ghost and it's like he's dressed up where he puts like a sheet over him or something and you can totally see his whole ass and like i will say he's like confident as hell yes, you know one is- thing though is like again so like if you watch that first the that toothbrushing video i was talking about he's scrawny he's like a really scrawny kid kind of he remind- probably weighs like a hundred pounds when he was little yeah you know about- oh no okay sorry, sorry. yeah but then and the then, dude got buff as yeah ah! he, like i don't know what it because i feel like i stopped watching his videos for a long time or like i just didn't subscribe to him on youtube or on instagram sorry and then i started following him again i'm like damn this bitch got buff as hell like he's so buff yeah he's all muscle now <laughs> yeah he looks great though yeah, like his ass is nice you know and he's very he's very uh, athletic because he can use the shiver pole very well and this dude is doing like 80 spins and his yeah. mom is in the background just watching cooking, cooking or, or ve- he's like, funny i love him and like he does makeup really well mm-hmm. and like he has like his whole he has like all this stuff now going on which is really cool i think he won like some influencer they oh, have yeah, like yeah. social media awards which i think are yeah. weird but yeah, weird to to honor people. I, yeah, I also find awards kind of weird in now. general. Yeah, are weird. Like we honor those who are like clearly already successful. Like he's yeah, like, you know we know he's great. That yeah, but anyway, so tell us more about him. What else do you know about him? I mean, he actually bought his mom a house. Yeah, so he's really, really nice. successful it's now. Very family oriented, it seems. Yeah, he, his sister. His... Yeah. His sister. Uh, <laughs> she's like a influencer. She must have like a partnership with uh, what's your favorite website? Fashion Nova. Yeah, with she's like a <laughs> yeah. Fashion Nova model. I will say one thing I really do admire about her, and I ask you about this all the time. Kind of has to do with like our bonus 
our bonus episode. Bonus of, episode if you guys, guys are interested about bonus, we're talking Patreon. about boobs. So, but one thing I really admire about her is that she's definitely like she's thicker and she just like owns that shit. And she like she'll wear whatever she wants and she looks great. Like, I wish I had that confidence. But she's also young. That's the thing about she's young. young. Yeah. Like, you, yeah. you really can. I can't I can't be wearing that shit anyway because I'm old. I'm not going to wear that. You know what I mean? But even just like having that confidence is really cool. So I admired that about her. But I don't know. Fashion Nova novels. You know, you feel me? You feel me, guys? You know what I'm talking about? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Shout out. Shout out. But uh, yeah, you guys should go follow him. He's hilarious. He's funny. He's hilarious. He's so, he's fucking extra. Like, it's just, he's so much. I love it. And he's just so funny. Yeah, he's he's really funny. Just, yeah. So, and the reason... I bring him up is because uh, if he's really young mm-hmm. and he is on the come up, mm-hmm. and then people are looking at him as like mm-hmm. a role model, I guess. Would you consider yeah, him a role model? I would model? think so. I would think so for someone who is either gay or gay and young or Asian and gay or in the closet. Like I think seeing someone like him like be praised and like have so much success and just be really comfortable with like who he is, you know. That must be so, like, it must have been hard for him, I guess, growing up. But he really, like, turned that shit around. Like, he was like, dude, fuck everybody. Like, I'm just going to be who I am. So, yeah, that's awesome. Like, I just love to see people being themselves. And not giving a fuck. And then yeah. on top of that, being He successful. honestly really does not give a fuck. <laughs> and, like, I love seeing, like, that famous people follow him. Like, Chrissy Teigen follows him, I think. Just seeing him you know get his bag like i love it <laughs> his house is huge too yeah like, he's like... he just moved to la oh yeah so like one funny thing i saw that he so he moved to la and like apparently his neighbor is like a crazy bitch and she doesn't like him oh. like she i don't know if she's racist or doesn't like gay people but she apparently got like security cameras and put and point them to his house to make sure he's like not doing anything so like one day he like walks out there like wearing a straight up naked and he's like kind of giving her middle fingers or something it's pretty funny and again he's young like he's young yeah well, i don't know i do, love him is he a would you look for him as like look to him as like yo this is a great sign that if this is what the future kind of looks like yeah that it's i think so positive and because i don't think he ever like as opposed to like james charles yeah i don't know much about him but i know that he's problematic james charles is yeah and they'll say stuff i don't actually don't know much about him either i just know that there's a lot of backlash with whatever he talks about or yeah whatever he said but i feel like Bretman Rock is just well, because um, I think he's also because he's like not only, like we've talked of I've talked to you about intersectionality in the past mm. where it's what like is that for the listener who I don't know the the like the term but it's kind of like the thing the things that make up who we are fuck let me look it up it's pause know. or not pause but okay so intersectionality is the interconnected nature of our social categorization such as race class and gender as they apply to individual or group regarded as creating overlapping and interdependent systems of discrimination or disadvantage through an awareness of intersectionality we can better acknowledge and ground the differences among us so i feel like he's a person one he's gay and he's a person of color he's also small (laughs) i don't know if that's like well he's not really small is he I thought he, 
He, he's, I don't he's, think he's that short. Oh, I thought he was. Okay, okay. I don't, I don't, I think he's average. I mean, but being Filipino, Filipino you know, <laughs> yeah. he's probably like between five seven and five ten, maybe. I don't think he's. You think so? I or... don't know. I could look it up later if you want. Yeah. But I mean, like he, you know, so he already has disadvantages, but also some advantages because he's a male too, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think if you look at it that way, like for someone who kind of shares any attributes with him whether it be being filipino being gay being whatever i feel like yeah. someone who does makeup too like, yeah even a boy that does makeup uh, yeah is exactly somebody you know is like a, yeah it's a minority i think seeing seeing him as a role model like i'm all for it yes yes but uh yeah so that was kirsten's corner on bretman rock so go follow him i don't even know what his bitch oh it's bretman rock is that his is that his handle on yes. all the Twitter. Yeah. I mean, if you just Google him, I'm sure you'll find everything. B-R-E-T-M-A-N. Or, do you know how he got that name? He's Filipino. I, don't I think know. his name is Bretman. Last name is Rock? Oh, no. I don't know what it oh. is. Don't ask me. <laughs> uh, Bretman. Bretman Rock. Well, yeah, that was Kirsten's Corner. Bitch. And that's it for this week's episode, guys. Where you heard the first part of my talk with Adelina, where she talked a little bit about herself and how she's dealing with cross-dressing. You also heard my Patreon pitch, a little bit about why Kirsten chose the song Brave, song sang by Sarah Bareilles. You also heard why Kaylani is my yas of the week. And lastly, you heard Kirsten talk about Bretman Rock. Hope you guys are enjoying the middle of your August. It's kind of hot out here. I hope you guys are enjoying the new layout of the episode, shorter interviews. Hope you guys also just reach out to me if you guys have an answer to the question of the month which is at what age did you realize you were different in relation to cross-dressing sexuality or gender again email me dm me or tweet at me i'm here to listen to your guys's story also contribute to patreon to help support us we really want to put out good content i really want to do video in the future with youtube or instagram lives but kind of need your guys' support and i kind of want to do more of these so i'm gonna try and release episode still every week with these interviews being shorter might be able to do even more than one episode a week, but I'm um, just trying to be more active, trying to just support the community and help you guys out. Uh, and as always, keep it fresh, stay blessed, and remember, you're gorgeous. Again, guys, I'm not here to diagnose or treat anything. I'm just here to share my story. Have others come on the podcast to share their story. To help you learn about the world of cross-dressing, sexuality, and gender a bit more. Mm-hmm.